welcome to First Take, a podcast ministry of First Reformed Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm Assistant Pastor Jim Curtis here with my senior pastor, Brent Horan, to offer you our take this week on reading the Bible well. Brent, uh, it's good to be back with you on uh, episode, uh, what is this, two technically of uh, yeah, First I think that's Take? Right. Yeah, I um, want to talk today about reading the Bible well. Um, so I want you to to kind of imagine yourself in perhaps a familiar scenario. I'm sure you've been there. I've been there a few times where you're sitting down for lunch or coffee or breakfast or something with a new Christian or a young Christian who's on fire to read the Bible but feels kind of lost, right? Now, I know we could talk about, you know, uh, Bible study. We could talk about, you know, um, somebody who's interested in going into ministry perhaps or or these sorts of things. Today, I want to talk about reading that that Bible, taking that desire, that hunger for the Word, and reading it devotionally. Mm. How they do it each uh, and every day. So you're you're at this lunch table. They say, Pastor Brent, I need your help in reading the Bible. Well, what do you say to them? Well, Jim, it is good to be back with you. And I got to say, and I know you feel the same way. Whenever I'm at that lunch, and I hear someone. Uh, begin to talk that way about their desire to uh, read God's Word, I, I get excited. That's one of the more exciting lunches when people are talking about how they're hungering for the Word. They're realizing they have not spent much time in it, and they have maybe, like you said, they are a new Christian who has uh, been given that new life. Now they have the Spirit of God at work in them, and they're they're ready to get going and understanding His Word. And so usually what I do, I kind of have a pattern for this. Uh, There's probably nothing special about what I do. I'm sure a lot of people do the same thing. Uh, I usually have people start uh, reading in the Gospels. And as you know, uh, John is usually the one that we would point people to for various reasons. There's parts of it that are um, perhaps somewhat difficult, but maybe it's the easiest Gospel to read. Uh, But what I found is people in that situation— they're really not familiar even with the story of Jesus fully. And so they need to have that foundation uh, of their Savior, watching his life, um, hearing his teaching, going into his Passion Week. And then usually I tell them, look, you spend some time on that, however long it takes you, um, a week, two weeks, whatever it is, and then get back to me. And then I typically send them back into the Old Testament, Um to let them get the story. Now I can say, okay, you've read John, you've sort of got the conclusion in a sense. Let's go back and see how everything began. And so then they can go back to the book of Genesis, they begin to make their way through the historical books, and they learn so much through that time. They've probably heard the stories of the Exodus, the story of Noah, Joseph, and all these various things, but they they haven't ever seen them put together. And so then they can go back and just spend their time uh, reading through that. And that usually takes them a while. Um, But then when they come back, then we have a whole nother uh, round. Okay, this is where you go from there. Yeah, that's generally uh, what I encourage them to do. You know, you get that strong link between the Gospel of John and Genesis in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm, John is right. clearly trying to do something there. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, just love that that connection between those two chapters. But generally, you know, I, I get them to then go to the book of Hebrews um, mm. and, and deal with, um, you know, that, that Luke 24 Emmaus principle, right? Seeing Jesus everywhere. Um, and every time I go back through the book of Hebrews, I see a new character, I see a new facet, I see a new something that was hidden in the Old Testament for right. me to dig out um, and and get through. Yeah, and I I'm, love that because you do similar to what I do. When they're done with sort of the Old Testament reading, I'm like, okay, it's time for Romans. 
<laughs> or it's time for Hebrews, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, let's just dive into some of the uh, nitty-gritty, perhaps some of the deeper things that are in the New Testament, and then they're usually there for a while, right? And that, isn't that how it happens for you? Yeah, at some point you've got to memorize uh, Romans chapter 9 anyway, so let's That's just right. go ahead and get that out. <laughs> Get that get that out of the way, but yeah, I um I think that's right. I mean, w- w- those are some of my favorite conversations to have because mm-hmm. um, you're clearly de- dealing with somebody who's just sincere, who mm-hmm. is interested, who um uh, I know for this period. I mean, if we're just honest, we're we're, we're heading this direction. But if we're just honest, that that hunger is not going to last forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, that fire uh, is going to kind of begin to smolder and um uh, and really die down. And so that's when I just want them, you know just kind of in the word constantly, um, just, just drilling through these books, um, and, and getting good questions, you know, uh, tell them, write down your questions, right. highlight, um, you know, uh, in your notebook, be like, okay, Genesis, uh, uh, 12, I have no idea like what on earth is happening here. <laughs> um, so you can come back, we can talk about it, those sorts of things, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, in that sense, right, um, reading the Bible well for somebody new, somebody on fire, somebody who probably has no idea what's going on, it, there needs to be some sort of connection to the community there too, right, mm-hmm. um, uh, in, in that, um, that strain of, of talking to somebody about what they're reading That's right. uh, in the Bible. Okay, so so new Christians, like on some level, right, we just want them in the Bible. Um, we want right. them seeing Let's get Jesus. familiar with them. Yeah, um, uh, really just kind of uh, on a a number of levels, right, upping Bible literacy, right, so uh, they can understand sermons probably a little better, so they can understand Bible studies a little better, um, but also upping, like, their knowledge and love and adoration of of what Jesus has done for them and who he is, right, Um, and just their their natural state uh, without him and then salvation, of course. But talk to me now about... um, Maybe a not so young Christian, maybe even an older Christian who maybe struggles with devotional Bible reading. Uh, somebody who um, you know is familiar, right? They know Noah, right? They know the story of Jonah. They know these stories. Uh, they know David and Goliath, right? Um, and maybe that hunger is not there. Okay, so you know we could talk about desire, but I'm really interested too in, in dealing with how they can go to the text and approach it and get more than just familiar with it. Hmm. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Building an intimate relationship, as I like to say, you know, there's one kind of getting to know each other in that new Christian way. Now mm-hmm. they're they're trying to get into an intimate relationship with the text um, and, and the Bible. What do you suggest for somebody like that? Well, some of those questions come in the context of somebody saying, you know, I've read my Bible a lot and I just feel like I'm not really getting much out of it. At this point, mm-hmm. you know, um, I may have read through the Bible multiple times uh, in a year, or maybe I've taken a few years to do it. And I feel like I sit down and read and I simply, I get nothing, you know, mm. and maybe, maybe at one point that was very easy and it's become more difficult on some level for them because maybe we are too familiar, all the things we might uh, say that can happen to us. And so part of me, uh, one of the places I start with, with people is to you know, is to remind them to enjoy the story is in a sense, I think, um, perhaps as we, uh, are older in our Christian faith, um, maybe we know a, a fair amount, we sort of get bored and I just remind them it's okay to go back and quote unquote, watch the movie again, mm-hmm. enjoy the story. There are things that, that for sure you haven't come across that you haven't seen the gospel present in certain parts of the Bible, uh, you know what? Uh, dive into Second Chronicles 
and <laughs> and see if you can find the gospel there. How how do you understand the work of Christ um, in that book? How does that book help you understand mm-hmm. Jesus? And so mm-hmm. I, I love to kind of just push people back to recognizing how wonderful the Bible is, how wonderful the story is, because it's the story of redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, also, you know, Sometimes people are, you know, they're kind of saying it's it's gotten boring or whatever. Second thing is to remind them that life as a Christian is often in the mundane. Um, our lives are not usually lived in the fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of that marching uh, on and on as Christians in this life. A lot of things we do, in a sense, are boring, but we do not serve a boring God, nor mm-hmm. do we read a boring book whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so, in some ways, I want to tell them, it's okay. It's okay to sort of feel like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reading, but I'm not really getting a whole lot out of that. Some of my questions have to do with, well, what are you wanting out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, that's, that's kind of a, a couple question. places I begin. Um and then uh, once once we kind of set the ground rules on, on a couple of those things, uh, then I might say, well, uh, why don't we try this? Once you take uh, maybe a chapter or maybe just take uh, 10 verses, uh, maybe it's a story in the Old Testament, which could be um, a chapter or two, and say, why don't you ask questions of the text? Why don't you read it and engage mm-hmm. with it on a different level, perhaps, than you mm-hmm. have? Like mm-hmm. sit with a notebook, write questions that you're like, I don't understand mm-hmm. this. I don't understand that. Uh, why did this take place? Who mm. is this guy? Why does Paul say this? Or why does Jesus say that? And some of those questions that will come will help uh, them begin to ask the more important questions of, what do I learn here about God? Mm. What do I mm. learn here about myself? Mm. What do I learn here about Jesus? How do I understand him better through this text, how to understand him as, uh, in his person and in his work better that I can actually understand who I am in him. Mm-hmm. So those are sort of the kind of the beginning grounds of, of where I would go in, in a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, if we're, we're going to do a little theology, right? We call the Bible <clears throat> special revelation, right? And that word, I want to focus on the word revelation. It's mm-hmm. the, the act of revealing something, right? And we we know that the Bible reveals to us who God is. And so uh, I like to tell people, okay, the, the primary thing that you need to be looking for in the text, um, I mean, all the time, is who is God? What is he doing? Where mm-hmm. is he? Uh, what is he revealing about himself? What is he calling you to um, think or feel about him? What might be he? Uh, what might he be calling you to do uh, as a Christian? Um, right? Uh, if I can steal from our professor, Dr. Kara, uh, on the think, feel, do. Right? Um, yeah. You know, the, the God is going to affect, and and who God is obviously is going to affect the mind and the the heart and and our hands. Right? What we do. So. Um, I like to do that. And, and, and one of those exercises that I have had people do in the past, I just, as a matter of fact, talked to somebody about this a couple of days ago, is I get them to grab their notebook and for every chapter of scripture they read, I get them to, to just write 10 things that that chapter says about God. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, tens sound, may sound like a lot. Right. And, and, you know, if a chapter is longer, obviously, you it's know, a biblical number more. though. Yeah, that's, that's right. <clears throat> um, but uh, you know, and then I tell them, okay. And if you can't think of 10, that's fine, right? If you if you if you're only getting six, seven, right? Um, 
then fill the rest of the 10. So do four, three, uh, uh, more with questions that you have about God. Like what, okay, I see that God is good here, but why would God then do this? Right. Why Mm. would God then say to David, um, you know, uh, you're going to be in civil war the rest of your life. Like that doesn't seem very merciful. Right. And, Mm. And so then you can really get these questions about who God is from the text and, and you can reflect on those and go back. Uh, and then I have them reread the chapter if they're willing and, and try and answer mm. some of those questions. That's um, great. But yeah, just really interacting with the text on, on that level. Okay. You so, know, I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think um, some of those things, like what you're, you're pointing out there, um, some of the things I've encouraged people to do, I mean, obviously um, praying uh, sometimes we'll be reading the Bible and quote unquote, we'll feel like we're not getting out anything out of it. Um, mm. Maybe we've even done the 10 things. You've done my questions. You've done mm-hmm. various things. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> just stop and pray. I mm. mean, stop mid-sentence. It's okay. And mm. just pray and say, Lord, I'm not getting anything out of this. I don't mm. understand what this is talking about. Mm. It, it's okay to lament your frustration to mm. the Lord and ask him to help you to understand it and ask him to to show you why it's even important. And that may happen the next day. It may happen a week from now or whatever it is. You may come back to that text later on and you might be like, oh, I never saw that before. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. another thing is, is as they're doing some of the questions, some as they're writing some of the things down, it's okay. Also, let's say you're reading something in Romans, you're in Romans chapter four and you see Abraham's name and Paul mentions that um, something about being justified by faith. But you're like, I, I, my heart is drawing me back to read something about Abraham. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 12 or 15, 17 somewhere in there. I want to read something about him. It's okay to sort of jump off of what you mm-hmm. were planning to do and go to something else. And mm-hmm. maybe there the Lord will feed you through something you're reading there. So I don't mm-hmm. I, I want people to feel the freedom uh to sort of um you know what I've said here, the two things, if you're reading and you're not getting anything, just stop and pray. Hmm. That's one way to go about it. If there's something that sparks your mind to go somewhere else, do that. Don't feel like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I've got to stay with this, these 10 right. verses, legalistic. Yeah, so what happens with me, right, is is I'll be in the midst of a text. I'll be reading, something's firing off in my head, and I get three or four verses after, you know, it began, and I have no idea what, what the text just said. <laughs> like, I wasn't reading, you know, my eyes yeah. went over it, but I, like, yep. my mind didn't process it. And so, yep. yeah, that's that's a good idea. You just keep a thumb go to that, that next passage, uh, that you're thinking of or whatever. And, and I, I'll say, you know, I did this this morning, um, with the sermon, uh, that I, that I had heard. Um, I, I marked in the, t- uh, my notes, um, you know, is there a connection between mm. this word and this concept later on? And so I, even after the sermon, I went back and I kind of investigated that and there mm. wasn't right. And I think that we're terrified, like, uh, to quote unquote fail in that way, right? Like, oh, I thought that was a connection and it wasn't, or I thought that this might relate to that story I was reading about David and it, it didn't and that sort of thing. Right. But that's actually how you get better, right? That's yep. um, So don't be afraid to chase those rabbits, um, particularly in the safety of your own devotions, right? right. Uh, as I like to say, um, uh, go after them. And if they connect, then fantastic. Um, and if they don't, Oh no, you just read you more still of learn. God's word. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so don't be afraid to to fail in that way. I mean, um uh one day we might even do a, a an episode on sermon prep and I I suspect a large deal of your sermon prep and my mm. sermon prep and everybody's sermon prep is okay, at some point we've got to fit this text into whole bible. 
Hmm. How am I going to do that? And you just go through like 30, 40, 50, 60 different things. Yep. And only one of them come out in the sermon because it's the right. only one that actually is there. Right. Or whatever. That's right. So, um, you know, even sermon writing is, is a process of, of, um, uh, failing, uh, at some of these connections and, and chasing some of those rabbits and that's okay. Um, it is. And, and, you know, connected to that, as far as writing sermons and going other places, I know you have had this, um, it could be Tuesday or Wednesday and I'm, I'm working through this text, thinking about it and something in my, in my mind sparks me to go back to a Psalm of some kind or whatever it is. Right. Hmm. And I have left my sermon prep and I'm back in the Psalm, uh, doing some type of devotional, worship. I might even write a song that comes from it or something, right? Mm-hmm. It had, in some ways, it has a little bit of connection to my sermon, but it, it was more of a way that the Lord fed me through that study mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I want to say here is for people who are going through a time, and I've experienced this, where they're going through a time where they're reading, I, I, can, I can remember this, that I would open the Bible. I used to love it. You could read a, a large portions of it. But I would perhaps read three verses and I'd go, I have no idea what I'm reading. I don't know why I'm reading this. It was almost like a, a spiritual depression in a sort of sorts. <laughs> and one of the things that got me out of it, and this is what I've encouraged people to do is, is go begin to study something you have never studied before. <laughs> Allow sort of the newness, whatever that might be. Um, maybe there's a book of the Bible you've just never read because you've been intimidated by it, or maybe you've never understood it. Uh, maybe there's a theological um, concept or something that, you know, whether it's baptism or eschatology or whatever it is, you just don't know a whole lot. Dive into that. Because for me, what I remember what happened was I was in that uh, spiritual depression, and when this took place, it just pulled me out because it was a freshness of the gospel, a freshness of the word. And often we need that uh, to sort of awaken us. So don't be afraid mm-hmm. to do that either. Yeah. And, and I think you'll be surprised. Um, I know I was uh, in in the lectures in seminary through the book of Leviticus, right? Where every Bible in a year reading plan goes to die. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, everybody, they hit Leviticus and then the monotony of the Christian life is just right in front of them. Um, yeah. And they're confused and, and, and intimidated. Right. And it's, it's the normal one. But I remember, um, uh, as a matter of fact, it wasn't even lectures uh, about Leviticus. It was Dr. Kruger talking about Bible reading, and he uh, mentioned that he was asked to do a series, a preaching series through Leviticus, and he was like, oh, man, right? And uh, he said at the end of the series, he was like, oh, my goodness, Christ is everywhere. Hmm. Like, and now he goes back and he reads Leviticus and all he can see is Jesus um, hmm. and, and, and what Jesus had to do and, and what Jesus had to act like and be like and, and all these things in order to secure for us redemption with a holy God. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, is that, is that moment when I went back to Leviticus upon his recommendation and realized, um, like, if I was alive in the Old Testament, uh, I have a birth defect with my eye. I would never have been allowed to be in the temple. Right. Right. But I would have skipped over that in my Bible reading plan. And Mm. that never would have landed for me as something interesting, Mm. um, as something uh, that that gives me a desire then to to go and read the Bible. Um, But talk to me about like, okay, um, uh, uh, you tell me if this is good advice. Uh, Mentor me here for a minute. So (laughs) I like to tell people like, yeah, of course, it's going to be boring. You just need to keep going. Like, I, I don't mind 
small patches. Okay, small patches, before I get kind of brought up on charges here for saying this, <laughs> small patches of legalism. Hmm. Of just just be legalistic about it, hmm. um, because uh, uh, obedience sometimes precedes the desire to be holy, hmm. right? Just doing it matters, right? Um, uh, and you know, prayer I think is is another example of this. So just being persistent in prayer, um, you know, years and years and years of praying for the same thing. Um, there's so many stories of of persistence in prayer being used by God. So what do you think about that? I mean, okay, don't string me up as a Pharisee yet, but. <laughs> Small little patches of legalism. I, I'm honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with telling them, yeah. just do it. I mean, at the, at, at some level, just read. What do you think about that? Right. So, um, I'll, just so that you're the only one that gets brought up on charges, uh, legalism is not the word I would use. Um, okay. <laughs> no, um, no. There's something to that, right? There's something to pressing through. There's mm-hmm. something to. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of saying, well, I'm going to do this. And I think sometimes uh, what can be helpful in that is that perhaps we're biting off more than we can chew of the Bible. Mm, and so mm-hmm. where people are doing the one-year Bible, my recommendation usually is to say, do it in two or three years. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Don't overwhelm yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's legalistic in this sense is because of what we believe the Bible is and mm-hmm. the way God mm-hmm. uses His Word is that we have to have in the back of our mind Okay, I'm about to read uh, this part in Leviticus about something that is so foreign to me. It, I'm, I'm really kind of confused by it. Yeah. And something in our hearts has to say, the Lord is going to use this to shape me and mold me, mm-hmm. even though at this moment I, I'm I'm rather clueless about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and, you know, honestly, you could walk away and not know. In that moment, right. Right? That's right? And you could not know for the next five, six, seven years, five, six, seven uh, 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 hours, weeks, whatever. Um, but you you know what it says now, right? right? And that in and of itself is worthwhile. That in and That's of itself right. is 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 trustworthy, right? I mean, every word is right. trustworthy, and it's useful, even if in the moment it doesn't feel like it. Right. Um, you know, I feel like there's this sense of like every time I go to the Bible, I have to withdraw something from me, and hmm. I'm like. I don't know that that's always true. There's always something for you. Absolutely. It's, it's nourishing, right? Man doesn't live on bread alone. Um, but at, at the same time, maybe the thing quote unquote for you is a better view of who God is, hmm. um, or wrestling with, uh, the dark providence of God. Right. Hmm. Um, you know, I, can you imagine, um, <laughs> what I've been living recently, losing a child and then going and reading these stories about Sarah and Hannah. And I'm sitting there going, okay, hang on. I'm reading these stories with totally different eyes, hmm. right? Understanding things about the text that I haven't for a while. Does that mean that I've been misunderstanding the text? No, I don't think so. Um, I think the Lord is just using his word in a different way at a different point in somebody's life. Um, so yeah, maybe I'm not a legalist, but I just figure <laughs> that's right. Sometimes it's worth telling them just read it. Right? It's, it's right. It um, is. It is. Yeah. And and I really appreciate the what you're saying there about there are some texts, passages that are so much more meaningful and more helpful at other different times in our lives. And I mean, I know this is true for me. I, I we'd be here for hours if you and I went back and forth on how we've grown in our understanding. But I even just heard uh, another pastor say that. Just in, a, in an article talking about how ten years of preaching, how it has hasn't always changed his view, but it has so enriched his view 
of various things and understanding of the Bible. Mm. And so the experiences we have, we don't, you know, we're not reading the Bible through the lens of experience, but the Bible shapes that experience and is so much more meaningful to us. So I I think that's just, I think that's true. It's why some sermons hit some people and they're like, man, Mm -hmm. that was really helpful. And other people are like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've heard that 17 times, you know, (laughs) Um, there's, there's just people are, people are different places. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, I mean, on some level, we almost like box in the Psalms, Mm. only the Psalms is where like, I'm allowed to have that feely experience. (laughs) you know, like that's the only time I'm allowed to get maybe a little wishy-washy. Right. Um, but that's not true. Like, um, a sermon today that I heard was on first Thessalonians four, um, you know, the, that, that infamous rapture passage, right. We'll Mm. meet him in the air. And, and the whole sermon was about grief. And I had Mm. never before, like realize like, oh my goodness, what Paul's actually doing here is he's, he's talking about, we don't grieve as those without hope. And like, mm. that's what, that's what he's talking about. He's, a, he's, a, he's pastorally dealing with, uh, uh, somebody, uh, a group of people really, uh, at the, the church in Thessalonica with their thinking like, okay, if people die, right. Mm. They don't get to be in Jesus's kingdom. And Paul's like, okay, no, 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 hold on, hold mm. on, hold on. So like this text that's pretty famous, right. We'll meet him in the air and like mysterious and stuff. I spent a little time in it, wasn't intimidated by it, listened to a sermon by it. And all of a sudden, wham, I'm just being hit in my own grief. Hmm. And he's like, this is what things we need to be saying. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, here we go. Give them the gospel here. Give them Jesus is returning. Jesus is not dead. He is alive. Um, And that addresses our grief on every level. And I'm just like, bam, that's it. Not in the Psalms. Right? Not in the Psalms <laughs> at all. Um, uh, who would have thought Paul would have been able to move my heart instead of just my mind? Um, Especially so I, in I, a passage that has been uh, debated. Right, um, exactly. It, it sounds like uh, Lee hit that one mm-hmm. uh, well, and you just stole from my First Thessalonians blog. I mean, I won't yeah. get to chapter 4 for another year and a half, but um, at the rate I'm going. But I, I'm totally with you on that. I love that. Yeah, it's, um, I'm looking forward to, to part two next week. But, um, you know, I, I, I just I encourage people don't box things in. Hmm. Right? We talk a lot about genre. Um, I, I hope in, in, in coming episodes we can talk about maybe Bible study and stuff like that. So genre is important, but but it's not necessarily this steel cage. Right. Right. Where it's only it's only there. So that's good. All right, brother. But before we run out of time, I wanted just one more question. Um, just kind of maybe rapid fire. What are some aids in personal devotion that you have found helpful? Right. Whether it be maybe devotionals, maybe it's um, certain prayers, certain packets of sermons, whatever it may be. Just kind of walk me through a couple different aids or types of aids that you've found helpful in your own devotional life. Hmm. Yeah. And I think. Uh... Before I answer this one, you're, everyone's going to have to figure out what works best for them probably at the mm-hmm. time, um, mm-hmm. uh, at the time in their life. Uh, I've got uh, one of my professors, part of his devotion was to read a page and a half of a systematic theology book. Um, that could work for some people. Um, <laughs> you and I probably would enjoy that, depending on what we're reading. Um, I'd get distracted what, by it, really. So we we would, right? A page yeah. and a half. I mean, some people would probably uh, thrive in that, and that's wonderful. You know, we always uh, point people to things like uh, Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. You know, mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. something that's okay. You're reading the Bible, but you want something that sort of helps. Um, you know, direct you in various ways. Spurgeon is just. It's very difficult to beat. There are others that are good too, but his is, you know, mm-hmm. 
usually a page. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like those. I, I tend to like, personally, I tend to like the ones that are a little bit longer that are maybe like four or five pages. So mm-hmm. I like to point people to things like Mark Jones' book, mm-hmm. Knowing Christ, which is, it's it's deeply theological, it's pastoral, it is devotional, it's not lightweight on some level, and it will make you think. I would push people to mm-hmm. things like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's a book I'm reading right now, um, God is Always Greater Than We Can Imagine, very well written, very easy. It's like five or six pages and um, just pushes our hearts to think on the greatness of God. Hmm. And then, of course, there's the person who says, well, I really just want a commentary. And um, there's probably a couple commentaries that you and I would send them to as they're, as they're reading a particular book. Like, this would be a helpful commentary. Not all commentaries would be helpful. Right. So I think there's various aids that people can use um, to kind of read through a few things. Um, I really, I really push people to the little bit longer devotional books that are like four or five, six pages. Uh, I think we get more out of them and Mm. it only takes 15 minutes to read if, even if you just take your time working through it. So Mm. those are kind of the directions that I might push somebody. Yeah, those are those are great. I mean, you you say Mark Jones. He also has a, a book, God Is, a devotional guide to the attributes of God. I've brought this up. I don't know, man. It's got to be a dozen times now to our people, mm-hmm. but I, I just got to plug it again. It's so good. Um, of course, you know my passion of studying the attributes of God. Also, right. just classic work. Okay, not necessarily quote unquote devotional, but definitely I think an aid in devotional time is the Valley of Vision. Absolutely. Right. Helping helping focus our prayer time too. Prayer and the Bible go hand in hand, right? Um it's like cookies and milk. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Like you got in, in order you have one, you have to have the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um so so really just to encourage um uh, the Valley of Vision. I love in the Valley of Vision too, I think this is applicable to Bible reading. It says in the in the um kind of the foreword or the introduction or whatever, it says the soul learns to pray by praying hmm. well so also learns to read the bible by reading right hmm. and so um again those those just go uh hand in hand really well and uh not to be outdone by my brother george Kenyon uh in his love for <laughs> for dale ralph davis we have to talk about dale ralph davis just briefly <laughs> if he has a commentary on a book of the bible friends at frpc i think pastor haran here would agree with me buy it buy it and it. use it um, that stuff is just fantastic. He writes so accessibly, so um, uh, so easy to read and follow. He's got stories. It's just a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of families who use that um, for uh, for um, for devotions and stuff too. Well, and and also uh, the Valley Vision. Um, just two other things that people can use on that. Um, in that vein, there's a new one. I think it's called uh, "Piercing Heaven." I think mm. it just came mm-hmm. out like in the last few months. That's it's right. like a, a modern day Valley of Vision in some ways. It's mm. absolutely wonderful. Have um, you you've used some of those in the service, right? I've used those, and so you know, in our confessions of sin, typically I'll use something from uh, "Piercing Heaven" or some other places. Another one is mm-hmm. "Prone to Wander." Um, mm. These mm-hmm. these little devotionals that that really kind of have us grappling with our hearts and pointing us to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Those two things happening throughout the um, these little devotional prayer times. And another one is method of prayer, which is, I believe, it's mm-hmm. Matthew Henry. Uh, that's um, kind of like a condense uh, of all these prayers. So there's there's a ton mm-hmm. of these things out there that are not that wouldn't overload people if they wanted to have something to read, to use. If they feel like, man, I just I'm not getting anything out of my own. So there are aids um, that can uh, help us in, in our time of study and time of devotion. That's right. And, you know, as always, 
they could just ask their pastor, right? That's right. <laughs> for something specific, something that they're looking for. You know, we love recommending books. We love recommending aids. We love talking about this stuff. So I right. um, uh, just want to throw that in. All right, brother, we're out of time. Thank you so much for your take on Bible reading. Super Thanks, helpful, I think. Um, and looking forward to maybe diving in next week on how to study the Bible just as a sneak peek for our listeners. That'd but be great, then, brother. It's great to talk to you. Thank you.